there, everybody. That's right, it's time. Time to double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for Ed and Sean. You know those two guys. They're called Geeksters. And welcome to episode 264, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to part two. Yes. Here in part two, we pick up right where the show left off, where Ed brings us the latest in Blu-ray and DVD and video game releases. Yes. Then I brings you the news. Yeah. The news that's fit to print. What do we talk about? We talk about Star Wars. We talk about Disney. We talk about the Fast and Furious, the fate of the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And then I bring a little bit of a, hey, couple here's a list of some movies that had the same plot that came out at the same time and one was better than the other you know I'm, I'm surprised in that list there was two that weren't mentioned on that list okay. it was Hercules you're right you know they came around I think the same year as the, the, so. yeah there was the one with the rock and then there was I forget the other guy's name wasn't Henry no Henry Cavill was not Hercules no oh jeez I can't remember what the other one it was a the, an actor I don't know the name of. Like it wasn't a, a popular actor that right. has been in a lot of roles. On oh the right, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it was like I Hercules or something like that, or Hercules, and yeah, no one saw it. Yeah, um, there was another one too that was on the list. I was surprised it didn't make it. And for life of me, I can't think of of the movie, the movie, either movie for some reason. Like I, like even when we started the article, I was like, oh, there's two movies here that should be on the list, and they're not, and. Might, I don't know where they're going to be. And then as we went through the course of the, the, the article, it slipped my mind which one I was even thinking about because I figured it would have been there. So I'm like drawing a blank. But, I mean, here's something. If you can think of other movies that came out in the same year with, with basically the same kind of premise, you can contact me at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com and it's S-H-A-W-N. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Also, while you're there, why don't you go to Facebook and uh, give us a like. It's Geeksters. You can also follow us on Twitter at Geeksters if you want to. That's right. So why don't you sit back and you relax, enjoy the show, and we'll see you at the end. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just start Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. So when we last left, Ed was going to tell us what's hitting Blu-ray and DVD. That's right. I am. <laughs> All right. So, Ed, what's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD? Uh, Cars 3 is coming out this Tuesday, Ooh. so if you're a Cars fan or a Disney Pixar fan, there you go, kids. Um, there's going to be a Harry Potter collection coming out in 4K. Of course. All the all the movies in one pack, but the first four are going to be individually wrapped uh, right now, and then the next four are coming out at the end of uh, March, I believe it is March 28th, I think it's the release date I saw in the article. Uh, for it, so if you want them individually, you know you don't want to pay that big price of the whole collection, you know, because it gets kind of pricey, uh, and just want to do the individual ones, you can do that as well. You get the first four now, and the next four. Uh, uh, the first four, the whole eight film collection on Ultra 4K, yes, is going for a hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. All right. So I mean, you know, unless you want to get as a Christmas gift for somebody who has a 4K TV and 4K player, there you go. That's a good uh, idea. Right. Those people who are purchasing the Xbox One X. Hey, what else? Uh, a Few Good Men is getting the Ultra 4K uh, experience as well that you can get. All right. Okay, it's a good movie. Those people who uh, like uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes. Or Tom Cruise. Or both. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good cast in that. It's a in great, that, yeah, it's a great movie. Great cast. I have to make her watch because it's really good. It's a really good movie. Sure. What else you got? Uh, the Godfather Anniversary uh, Edition collection is coming out on Blu-ray. A box set's coming out. So Ooh. if you want all three in the Blu-ray and, and Anniversary, if you don't have it, there the you Omerta go. Edition, limited one of forty-five thousand. Yes. Wow. What's uh, what's so special about this one? It's one of forty-five thousand. <laughs> I look. I, I. It's it's basically the same thing <laughs> as every other Blu-ray release that that, that has for it, but uh, it's a, it's a special collection that they have, and I think it comes with a set or something like that. So maybe some extra tchotchkes. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't have the information for that. All right, I'm I'm looking. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm like reading reviews of of the Godfather thing. Because I was curious, because there a long time ago they did in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was this guy who came to him on the day of his daughter's wedding. <laughs> um, they took the first two movies and put them in chronological order, and mm-hmm. I was wondering maybe if this this special edition had like the complete the, all three movies together, but with the first two movies uh, cut so that's one big giant version. Right. It doesn't look that way. No. So I'm like, all right, all right. Everyone's like nothing new in this with a uh, set of any significant va- uh, value. <laughs> so, all right, uh, yeah, it looks like there's just uh, movies and some tchotchkes. Mm-hmm. All right, what else you got? Uh, DC Universe tenth anniversary collection of thirty movies is coming out this week as well. That's all the thirty animated series. Yeah, that's uh, animated movies. Yes, uh, the going here to Doomsday. Uh, the New Frontier Justice League, uh, Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, Part 1 and 2, The Killing Joke uh, are just a few of the movies that are on this list. Uh, but, I mean, it's like every like DC movie, animated movie of, imaginable that's out. If you don't have the collection, now's your chance to pick it up all in one nice book form uh, design, it looks like. Uh, um, yeah, I'm looking at the photo here. Yeah. Um, it's a box package, and the box, the, the packaging looks really solid because it's one of those... Um, books that open up and mm-hmm. there's like the movies are in sleeves. Yeah. Uh, looks like it comes with a 10th anniversary collector's edition disc, like a DVD, a Blu-ray with extra stuff, which yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but more importantly, it, well, for those people who like tchotchkes, like myself, um, there they had looked like three silver coins, one of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And then the DC 10th anniversary collection looks like it's the cover art for all the uh, of all the movies yeah in a coloring book form so you could color them if you wanted to yes so it was like i mean all that could be yours for a low price of 211 dollars and 39 cents just click now to (laughs) pre-order all right what else you got uh the philadelphia story the criterion collection this is a very old movie uh with (sighs) katherine hepburn that was the actually the person i was talking about in the Oh, okay. Yeah, in in uh, uh, the Aviator, all right. That Kate Blanchett played. Um, yeah, so it's a, a cry. You know, you, I know how much you're big into Criterion Collection, and that's not into it. Yeah, that's not it. No, no I know. I'm looking at. <laughs> I uh, look at. I'm I'm listening to you, and I'm going honorable mentions because I don't think that's going to be in your honorable mention list. That's correct. <laughs> so, that's not my list. <laughs> so you got something there, kid. All right. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, Dark Man: The Return of Durant is coming on Blu-ray for the first time, as well uh, as Dark Man Three: Die, Dark Man Die is coming on Blu-ray for the first time. But for those people who don't know Dark Man, I mean it's a nerdy show, so I'm assuming most people have probably seen it. Yes, Liam Neeson is uh, kind of 
like a Batman esque type fe- fe- uh, figure. Mm-hmm. He gets killed in a laboratory accident by mm-hmm. what's the bad guy's name in the second one? Durant. Durant. And they all think he's dead, but he's disfigured. And what he was working on at the time was uh, like a, a fake skin. Yes. He, so he, he he basically can change his face right. to other people. So that way it's kind of like clay face in a way, like the Batman, yeah. you know, best way to, to, to put it. And uh, they, uh, you know, I'll never forget to see it in the movie, though, because the big promotion was who is Darkman? Yeah. Because all you see, it's kind of like a mix of like uh, the Invisible Man because his face is wrapped up in mm-hmm. bandages. So you see his eyes make part of his face, which look like it's burned away. But he's got this big, long black trench coat and his big black fedora. And, and it's it's directed by Sam Raimi. So by yeah. the Evil Dead fans. Yes. So like the, but the whole promotional stuff at the time was just a big poster of who was Darkman? Mm-hmm. Who was Darkman? And we went to the movie theater for friends and I to go see it. And out of nowhere, like right before the movie starts, some guy yells, I'm Darkman! Had <laughs> 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 the theater rolling. Because it was like, well, who is Darkman? It was a very, very, very good movie. I, I can't believe they, they spawned off two sequels, I think. Yeah. I was like, really? I, the second one, The Return of Durant, was actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see the third one. No, I didn't see the third one either. Liam Neeson was only in the first one. Yes. And then the other two were... Somebody else. Somebody else. Because you figure, it didn't matter who was... It was Darkman. He could change his face to anybody. So right. why would he change his face to not Liam Neeson? Which, which would... <laughs> always, this, this is always the, the... Every time Darkman comes up, like the, the question is like when Liam Neeson's doing now all these action movies, when he was doing uh, right. uh, Taken and all this kind of stuff, it's like... Why hasn't he done action movies before? I'm like, he has. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Uh, a Peanuts movie. Uh, it's a two-pack. It's, it's a the Peanuts movie with uh, the, a Charlie Brown Christmas coming out on DVD. So if you want the if you want those two movies in particular, this Tuesday's your chance. I yeah. I mean, it's 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 a Christmas Charlie Brown. It's it's a beloved this, classic. It's a beloved classic, but every once in a while, that moment where Linus gets the spotlight on him and does the whole speech, you know, the whole uh, poem or whatever it is, yeah. and I'm always like, oh, so boring. <laughs> like, I don't care. Get to the Snoopy stuff. <laughs> like, we're doing do 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 They're all dancing. The, Repetitive dancing you know, and whatever. Franklin just bobbing his head, bumping down. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Uh, Westworld: The complete first season is coming out on Ultra uh, 4K and Blu-ray and DVD. That was a good show. It was really good. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's the tel- HBO TV show, not the right. original movie. Right. So, all right. It stars uh, Anthony Hopkins. Odin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else you got? Uh, Speed Racer Collector's Edition is coming out on Blu-ray for the first time. So, all the speed racers are in. Beautiful Blu-ray, I guess. I don't know how you could do that, but... <laughs> All right, well, it's just a transfer, but what's more uh, impressive is the, what do you call it, uh, Speed Racer head they're all sitting in. And, yeah, he... It's a li- literally like his face in the helmet, and he looks angry, <laughs> sort of. It's his race face. Yeah, it's his race face. <laughs> um, and then the back of his head pops off, <laughs> and that's where all He's a bit the... of a racist. And but there's a little keychain thing looking here. I wonder. Oh, I wonder if that's the you pull that to pop open the back of the head. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But that could be yours for a whopping two hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety eight cents. Yeah. What are yours from Amazon? Sponsored by Geeksters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what else you got? 
uh, Family Guy season 15 is coming out on DVD this week. All right. I mean, it's Family Guy. Yeah. Who seems to be able to predict all the bad shit that's been happening lately. That's right. <laughs> the Nostradamus, Nostradamus of shit. Of entertainment, television, yes. and movies. And what else you got? Uh, this one I know you're going to be interested in. My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, season six is coming out on uh, TVC. I'm only when the movie comes out, then I'll be mm-hmm. putting that on loop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, this is live at Olympia Paris. It's coming on Blu-ray. This is a Sting concert that's coming out. That uh, if you're a Sting fan and a police fan, well, more more Sting it does he does do some police uh, covers, I guess. Uh, I mean, he sings actual police songs. Yeah, he was not, they're not covers. Well, <laughs> the rest of the band's not there. The rest so of the band's not there. Like, they're all going, fuck. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> We were the police. Now it's just Sting. <sighs> like, because they fought all the time. Yeah, well. The you know, three of them always fought. Sure. So. And Sting would become an actor. That's right. For a couple movies. <laughs> and that's all I have for uh, Blu-ray and DVD for tube television and movies. Do you have any honorable mentions? I do have an honorable mention, and it, it kind of ties it. It's a really a nice movie. It's called Into the Night. Mm-hmm. It stars Jeff Goldblum and Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. It's, uh, you're like... <laughs> I don't, have you ever seen this? No. Okay. It, I if I did, I don't remember, but I don't think I did. So I'm gonna say I, no. I am a I, I like Jeff Goldblum and I like Michelle Pfeiffer. So when I saw this movie, and it also has and David Bowie in it too. Okay. Um, there. Let's see if I can get a good plot of the. Good synopsis right. of the movie. Unhappily married, unsatisfyingly employed, and unsurprisingly depressed. Aerospace engineer and insomniac Ed Oaken needs to get away. Played by, obviously, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Um, but getting away proves to be no easy feat when Ed drives to the airport and a gorgeous smuggler named Diana, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, leaps in his car and pursued by four killers, chased across the landscape of a truly mythical uh, Los Angeles, Ed and Diana encounter an endless array of intriguing nocturnal creatures, played by a bevy of famous directors, and a charming English hitman, David Bowie. But will they escape their relentless pursuers? There's only one way to find out is by diving into the night. Ooh. Ah. It was an enjoyable movie. Uh, special features are new restored master. New John Landis, because he's the director. Back into the night. New Jeff Goldblum, Requiem for an Insomniac. Old documentary, B.B. King, Into the Night. Uh, and an original theatrical tra- trailer. All right. All that could be yours for a low, low price of... 1949. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a, it's like a, it's, it's a cute romantic comedy, and it's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum, Michelle Pfeiffer being Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, what else you got? Uh, video games. Video games. Yay. Oh crap! What? Oh, I'm just remember it's video games. No, oh. uh, something big comes out this week. All right. I'm not uh, sure which one to talk about, but we'll <laughs> right, I, let's see when we get to it. Yep. Uh, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy by Ubisoft for the PS4 and Xbox One, and that's a Tuesday release. That's it, right at the gate. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, who doesn't wonder what's a video game system without being able to be the ability to play Wheel of Fortune and or Jeopardy? <laughs> I would totally play Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune on a video game. Sure. See? There you go. There you you go. sold one right there. There you go. 
It's I mean, for, I lo- for, for the low, low, low <laughs> price of thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, see, I wouldn't pay for it. But if it was like a free download from PlayStation Store, <laughs> I would totally play that. Or individually nineteen ninety nine, or bundled together for thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> right, what else you got there? Uh, Sonic Forces bonus edition by Sega of America for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch for a Tuesday release. All right, it's the uh, next in the Sonic franchise. Yep. Apparently, um, it's back to being a two day two D scroller okay. instead of the like. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the two D scroller versus the you know what right, they do that, now with and it. That seems to be like the, the consensus across the board of people who like Sonic. When it got when Nintendo bought the rights to Sonic, it yeah. turned into like three D stuff, and you're like, you, no, you're like it's like you're running behind Sonic, and it's like. You when you did the two D, it was all like loop to loop kind right. of stuff, and it was like just speeding up, knowing to slow down, that kind of thing. Now it's like uh, I got to dodge this, I got to dodge. You know, you're like you're yeah. running like like left to right versus. Yeah, it became like Sonic. Uh, what do you call it? The, those app games where it's like uh, jump or chaser, right? Like Tomb Raider, Tomb mm. Runner, whatever. Yeah. Um. So it looked good. It looks pretty. Yeah. So all right, what else you got? Uh, ATG, ATV Drift and Tricks by Maximum Games for the PS4, and that's a Tuesday release. Ooh, racing games. This is the probably the one you're talking about. This is the probably the big game you're talking about. Farm your, farming Simulator <laughs> by Focus Home Interactive for the Switch, and that's a Tuesday release. Yeah, it's exactly it. Okay. Do I drive a, uh, am I a combine driver? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going just mowing my lawn, just tailing my hay. <laughs> Yeehaw. Gotta, hold on, hold on. I got to wake up early. Good thing we got daylight savings time because <laughs> I got to go feed the chickens. <laughs> got to milk the cow. Milk that cow. Too bad I only have one cow. I think he's a bull. <laughs> <laughs> he's always kind of ornery when I first start, but by the end, he's always relaxed. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> What else you got there? Super Lucky's Tale by Microsoft for the Xbox One. That's a Tuesday release. Uh, yeah, I knew nothing about that one. A delightful pl- uh, playground platformer for all ages for the fellows lucky, a ever ostim- optimistic, energetic, and lovable hero on his quest to find the inner strength and help his sister rescue the Book of Ages from Jinx. Jinx is a scheming and mysterious villain trying to reshape the world but for what for what reason? Question mark. Oh, well, I'm gonna say it's probably for nefarious reasons since his name is Jinx. There you go. Alright, what else? Uh, Minecraft with Explorers Pack by Microsoft for the Xbox One, and that's a Tuesday release. Oh joy. <laughs> this might be it. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out which one you that you think's the big one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Need for speed playback uh deluxe <laughs> edition by Electronic Arts for the PS4 and Xbox One, and that's a Tuesday release. Yeah, added an L, but it's it's payback. Yeah, with I see playback. Yeah, that's all right. If you wanted to replay those games after <laughs> you ra- if you want to race, you want to replay it. It's I right. always think it's a playback because it's the same game over and over again. You're racing something. Uh, yeah, this one is a um a racer, of course, but it's uh you had have to it's Fast and the Furious meets Need for Speed, basically. Okay. What else you got there? Mario Party, the top 100 by Nintendo for the 3DS, and that's a Friday release. What? 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 All right. Super Clips Plus, cut it out together by Nintendo for the Switch, and that's a Friday release. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a re-release of Super Snipper Clips with all the extra content. I think. Stupid game. <laughs> 
All right, what else you got there? This is another Need for Speed. Apparently, there's, there's two of them, but I guess there's one special release on Tuesday and one for Friday. Yeah. Need for Speed pl- Payback. I got it right. Yeah. By Electronic Arts for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's a Friday release for this one. I guess it's the same yeah, game. Yeah, it's but... like, the, hey, if you ordered the Deluxe Edition, you can get it three days before everybody else does. Kind of like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, Minecraft, the new the new Nintendo 3DS edition by Nintendo for the 3DS, and that's a Friday release. Wow, Minecraft come to the 3DS. They can say they're finally making it. <laughs> that's all I have, so I don't know what, what video game. Uh... It's not really a video game. It's uh, the Xbox One X comes out Tuesday. Oh, I didn't even see that on the list. Yeah, it's the uh, new Xbox system. Um, it's the uh, liquid cooling, Ed. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, new. By There's two versions. There's the... Back when uh, Xbox made the announcement, it was called Project Scorpio. Yes. Um, and then after... Scorpio or Scorpion? Uh, Scorpio. Okay. I, I saw the box. It's a, uh, okay. it, it, the no end. I thought it was Scorpion at first, but at some point I guess it's Scorpio. I don't know. Maybe because it's coming out in November? And isn't that the astrological sign for, Ooh, for Scorpio? Yeah. Oh, oh, look at me. Oh. I have no idea. Could <laughs> <laughs> be uh, wrong. Um, I probably am. Um, so... Uh, it's not going to Google. I think it is. I think it goes Libra into the beginning of October, and then the end of October to beginning of November is Scorpio, and then end of um, November into the beginning of December is Sagittarius, and then Capricorn, and so on and so forth. Right. I think. All right. It's, uh, it's October 23rd to November 22nd, Scorpio. Yeah, so maybe there it's why go. it's called Project Scorpio. Genius. Um, but after they, they made the announcement of it's Project Scorpio, and this is what it's going to be. It's going to be eight teraflops, if you know what that is. And it's going to be Ultra 4K you know, um, video. And uh, it's going to be liquid-cooled because of how powerful the machine is. And it comes, it's called Project... It's going to be a brick in a week. It's going to be Project Scorpio. And then they have Project... I mean, it's not Project Scorpio. It's the Xbox One X, which is supposed to be in all both systems... Which ex- means X means Roman numerals is ten. That means right. they had nine failures before they got <laughs> to this one. Well, it's 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 and it's it's the first gaming console that's liquid cooled because of the processor speed. Right. Right. Um, and it's supposed to be backwards compatible to games that are from the original Xbox. And I don't think all of them, but I think some of them. So I mean, if you, I know you have, and there was like a long list because I mean, like Xbox 360 did the same thing, and it was a very long list. You could play right. Xbox games on them. There was like a handful that weren't backwards compatible. It's a very small list, and it was games that nobody really cared about anyway. So right, and really that kind of I feel like what the Xbox X is going to have. Um, here's here's my thing: is that the fact that it comes with a five hundred dollar price tag. Ouch. <laughs> Now, you and I are computer people. Yes. Now, what's the what was always the one rule that you had when it came to Microsoft products? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of rules. Okay. You have to be more specific. Well, well, the one that comes to mind is you never buy a Microsoft product the first year. Yes, that's true. Okay. I always I, I always waited for guinea pigs because there's always early adapters that would go out and buy this. Go like. It's the latest thing. I'm buying it. Okay. Hey, it's Windows 98 or Windows yeah, 2000. Not... And it, Let me know how it is. Yeah, you know? you know, it's full of bugs, and there's like a day one patch, or, you know, it's it's nothing but buggy. Oh, that's why we have Windows XP, and but that's also buggy. Well, now we have uh, Xbox, you know, not Xbox, uh, 
Windows 10. Yeah, Windows <laughs> 8. Windows 8. And, and then it was 8.1. Why was there an 8.1? Because 8, 8 kind of had all these bugs. We had, to fix <laughs> we, it. we had to fix it real quick. <laughs> and with all the patchwork that needed, we figured, hey, let's just do 8.1. People will still buy it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, so my worry is first with a five hundred dollar price tag, if you're a casual gamer, why not just buy a decent laptop for five hundred bucks? You can pay less for a decent laptop right. for less than right. five hundred dollars. So you're basically buying it because it's it's an Xbox. Yes. Um second problem I have is it's liquid cooled. Now now normally that's a really cool feature. Really, really yeah, it cool. is. It is cool. I've seen it. I've, I'm not, I haven't seen it on this system. I haven't seen this system. Right, but yet. you've seen liquid cooled PCs. But I've PCs. seen PCs, and it's it's a, it's a really neat concept. But how, there's a problem. How often do they leak? Yeah, without a couple years, it leaks pretty pretty. Uh, like it's waterfalls, Frankie. It's not <laughs> waterfalls. So I'm waiting for the time where someone goes, "Yeah, my Xbox sprung a leak," and I'm like, "I've." Because that's the thing. I mean, it's 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 all like because when you seal it, you're sealing it in in case, and you have like basically a rubber, uh, a rubber hose. Ru- not a rubber hose, but there, there's a rubber seal that you know, like right. like a windows in your car and stuff like that. There's a rubber piece that you know keeps it shut, so that way right. you know type of thing. Eventually, that rubber through time and you know environment starts to harden and flake. You know, and, and do you know crazy things because especially liquid cool, you're wetting it, you're drying it, wetting it, and drying it, wetting it, drying it, and a constant flow of electricity going through it. Yeah. So it's it's in order for it to be liquid cooled, it means it must run really hot. And while it's rubber sealed, rubber is not waterproof. I mean, not not heat proof. Right. I exactly. Mean, Say when it gets heated right, up, it'll melt, it'll flake. Right. It'll, yeah. Like I'm I'm waiting for the oh I bought an Xbox One X and it leaked and. One month in. I mean, if if it's a five hundred dollar price tag, hopefully Microsoft came up with a new solution. <laughs> <laughs> wait, oh. wait till I was finished before you started laughing because right. I would have laughed with you. <laughs> the fact is, is that maybe they made another material that would have been, you know, that would have improved upon it. So you yeah, can't I can do a straight face. You can't even manage it. No, uh, it's like, I mean, I want, I want it to succeed just because it seems like a cool idea. But I mean, unless you have a 4K TV, which I don't know if everyone does. I mean, you know, like 4K, t- real 4K TVs can be kind of pricey. Most of the one go, well, I got a 4K TV, and if you really, really look, it's more of an upscale to 4K. It's not true 4K. Yeah. So, and that's why you're getting it for like $500 on a Black Friday sale. Yeah. You know, if it was a real 4K TV, it might be re- running you like five to 10 grand. Yeah. Easy. You know, easily. So, like, all these people who bought that hundred, you know, that $500 4K TV because it was on sale back in Labor Day, you know, aren't really getting a real true 4K TV screen. Mm. Now, that is why the system will upscale your 1080 games to 4K. But, again, it's just a giant upscaler. It's not really, like, four, true, it's not 4K. not true, true 4K, yeah. Right. Um, and that's, that's really the big thing. Like, I don't. It's holiday season, so right away everyone's like, "Oh, it's a new system. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it." And I'm just like, "I'm not impressed because you don't really have a lot." I mean, the library clearly is that all your old Xbox One games will play on it. Yeah, but there's no real like. I do know that there is going to be a patch or an update for P- for Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. You know, the day that on, on the seventh mm-hmm. to make the game 4K compatible. You know. It's 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 just a waste of time. It really is. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at a library. It's it's three years away. You know, you're, that's that's the way you have to look at it. And so it's like if you're an early adapter, God bless you. Good luck with it. 
you know, have have your your headaches to yourself. Like, don't share it, because <laughs> 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 nobody else is going to experience the same thing you are. And the, and the reality of it is, is that the library, the true library, 4K library of video games, is is, is still like three years off. You're not, yeah, you're you, not going to get it like true 4K games. Like they're going to have upscale games that are going to be 4K, and you're like, okay, you're going to start seeing them. But I mean, like in the in the either late Christmas uh, time frame or early uh, January time frame. But you're you know to get a because like they're like it's not like these companies had this. Like all this time, and right. they're developing games, and all of a sudden, this cool library of at least twenty games are going to be on launch day. Right. You're not gonna, you're not getting that. You're not getting like, well, how many games did you just say were coming out this week? Uh, at least ten, I think. Right, and maybe like four or five of them were for for Xbox, the Xbox. Yeah. So it's like, out of the four or five games that come out this week, they were going to come out regardless of whether or not there was a new system out there waiting for it or not. Right. So it's not like you're you're. Now, granted, I'm sure there's probably an Xbox fanboy going, no, it's fucking Microsoft. Woo-hoo. Like, they'll live, they'll die, ride or die with the Xbox. But mm. that's great. And if you got uh, 500 bucks laying around, God bless you. I yeah, know, it's I know. like, go like, right ahead. I'm not, I'm not stopping anybody from buying this. I mean, if you think you can, like, enjoy this. But, I mean, it's like I said, you're, you're just going to be playing a glorif- like like an over-processed system on an old game that's basically what you're doing now between now and and 2019 at least and i mean like the first set of games are not going to be like the spectacular you know because they're not going to they're not going to use the full physics of the game they're they're not you know um the one game that they were putting a lot of their eggs in the basket was crackdown 3 was supposed to be released this week and it got pushed back like it because it was supposed to be a launch title for the xbox x okay um but guess what Oh, we gotta push it back. I think like six months. Yeah, and it's like, well, then what's? Why not just wait six months then? Buy your Xbox One X. Yeah. Why do you need it now? Like I just, the whole system thing kind of. Plus not, the fact that probably most stores are gonna get like ten at most, yeah. and you know now, it's gonna be sold out within the first. Now I do week, know week. That, that GameStop is doing like some big trading deals where it's like, okay, well if you have an old Xbox One or a PS4 or a Switch and you want to upgrade to the Xbox One X. You can, um, you you know, you'll obviously get like X amount of dollars for it, and and if if you can work the system, God bless you, you know, yeah. go for it. If you can, if you can cut that five hundred dollars price tag into two fifty or three hundred, well then by all means. But if you're going to walk in blind to a store and then shut down for five hundred bucks, again, it's like, I think it's kind of ridiculous. And uh, do your research, really. I mean, seriously, do your research on this kind of stuff because it's a lot of PCs have this cooling technology. And there's a lot of history. I mean, there's a lot of things you can look into to see see what it's like. Because I'm thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that, like I said, I'm hoping Microsoft learned from their mistakes, but they never do. They I mean, never they, do. they never do. I mean, you know, we've been through this so many times. You go, the sun rises every day. You kind of get used to it. <laughs> so it's the same way. That's the way you have to look at it. And you go, well, you know, what what, stake, what mistakes are they going to make now with this? And like I said, I, I think it's going to be like, you know, like three months from now, it's going to break up and you're going to be like, oh you, know, God. you know, and hope oh. get that extended warranty, kids. <laughs> Pay a little extra. Get a little something, something. You guarantee yourself that 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 cushion because in six months it might. <laughs> oh, what happened? Got overly excited because it's now water leaking all over the place. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, well, I kept it running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It was in sleep mode the entire time. Uh-huh. It was. It was in my, you know, underneath my TV in a, in a shelf 
There's no real air circulation. <laughs> no air so, but it's like a cold, so it's supposed to be fine, right? Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. Like, you know, you still have to make sure there's a nice airflow going through. Yeah, put a, put a, put it seriously, put a, like a, a temperature, uh, the thermostat next to it. Like, there, there's a lot of electronic ones. You just a little sensor and put on your desk the temperature of where, where that area is to show how hot it gets. Yeah. Because it will show you. And, you know, if you're going into the hundreds, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right away, like turn it off. Oh, uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's it for the releases, right? Yes. All right, so uh, I have no real video game review outside the fact that uh, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed. All right. It's a lot of fun. Um, it, it, it is called Origin, so you find out, like, when something happens, I'm like, oh, that's why that they do that. Like, it's like, oh. That's why they call it that. Right, like, like um, if you play here, a little, little, little teaser, if you notice that all the assassins have a missing part of their ring finger is missing. It's yeah. a part of the ritual. Well, you find out why that is, like how that became a ritual, okay, like or why that why they missed that piece of finger, and it, you know, it's a true origin story. It is, it's a true origin, and I just got, I am now uh, Cleopatra's magi, so uh, I met Cleopatra. All right, you know, now she's hiring me, and you find out the people that you killed. Is it, is it Taylor? Uh, no, what? she looks a little bit like Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, okay. a little bit. I mean, people are going like, "What, Elizabeth Taylor, well-known actress." Played Cleopatra in probably the only Cleopatra movie ever. Yes, um, I'm going to go with yes. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, you probably are not wrong, but uh, I mean, as far as we know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she looks a little like Elizabeth Taylor, not like super, super a lot like her because Elizabeth Taylor is clearly a very pale white woman, and Cleopatra shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I never, I have, I own it. and I've never actually watched the whole thing. Really? Yeah, I watched. It's a the, long movie, isn't it, it? It's like over three hours. I think. Yeah, you know, it's definitely like a hey, one day I got nothing to do. Let me watch Cleopatra. Um, yeah, they're only showing the one on uh, air so far. The 1963 Cleopatra with uh, Elizabeth Taylor and so, Richard Burton. Richard Burton, yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm now working for her, and you find out that the people you killed. A typical video game strategy is the people that you kill are not the really the ones pulling the strings. You know, <laughs> are you selling diamonds? <laughs> so, These are old jokes, kids. I know. <laughs> so Elizabeth uh, Taylor had a a, a a perfume line. It was called Diamonds. Yeah. So, yeah wait, but anyway, go ahead. She was, and she was really good friends with a guy who who has a pet monkey. <laughs> it was Michael Jackson had had Michael Jackson had. Well, not in the game. Maybe he, maybe he's in the game. You go, he he. And there's a monkey runs across. <laughs> we call him, I call him Bubbles. <laughs> He's Bubbles. Uh, all right. So then I guess it's my turn for the news. That's right. Your turn in the barrel. All right. Well, uh, this is what I got so far. Yes. And by so far, I'm hoping. There you go. All right. What would you like to hear? Um. Let's see. Let's start off with why some theaters. Are being are refusing to play the Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Some theaters are refusing to play Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh huh. Pe- theaters that want to go out of business. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily why. It's it's uh, here's it's a little inside information on how movie theaters work. Okay. Okay. Um, studios want a percentage of your box office gross. Okay. All right. You kind of see where I'm going with this. I, I actually was. I saw a, a a thing online about it. It was a video online about talking about this. But I'm not I'm person percent sure. So please tell me the story so I can relive that moment. 
Well, it's um, their demands. Disney's demands for the new Star Wars movies are being called by theater owners as the most onerous they've ever seen. Ready? Disney is requiring 65% of the revenue from ticket sales from theaters. Nice. Up from 64% for the Star Wars of Force Awakens and Rogue One and Star, uh, Star Wars stories. Um, they're, now you're thinking it's like 1%, but that, what's the big deal? That could be millions, millions of dollars. That's a big jump. That's millions of dollars that theaters can use to help renovate or help maybe... Pay their employees. Right. Um, Keep the electric on. Yeah. Like, like stuff. Hey, yeah, simple things. To be able to get another movie like Star Wars to show to keep that revenue stream going. That's right. Um, they're also requiring theaters to play the film in their largest auditorium for at least four weeks, while other Disney movies are typically in that space for two weeks. Yes. Now, okay. Now, that, I seem, again, seems kind of reasonable, only for the fact that, like, you're going to get the most money... Like, look, 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 come here, come here, come here. We know we're asking for just a little bit more. Just a little bit. 1%, right? But on the plus side, you get to keep that movie in your big theater for four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so that so that 1% that you're not going to, that you would lose, you're going to make up for. I just right? love the fact that Disney, <laughs> the, the the innocence of Disney of like everybody how how great this company is and I'm 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 one of them I'm not saying I'm not I'm one of those people <laughs> that just adore Disney to death you know like I think but how they can just rock people's worlds you know to do I mean I seriously I there's two things that Disney should do to make more money if they really want to make more money so you see Disney's smart they don't they don't just like <laughs> give like here you go here's here's a film go go look have fun with it kids you know enjoy. They they go you know what they 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 want to distribute it we'll distribute it ourselves like you know screw like all these companies that are like Fox and Warner Brothers and Universal screw those people we'll do it ourselves we'll make a fortune coming up to you Disney movie theaters that's right that's right two th- and the other thing is airlines they should have a Disney airline uh, don't. Don't give him any ideas. I've been giving this idea to Disney every time I fly down there. Excuse me, sir. Can you imagine? Because, like, like you start your Disney experience when you get on that plane from the time you leave, like, whatever city you're from, and you get on a Disney plane. Mickey's face right there on the nose cone. Yes, it's painted all over the plane. There's Disney characters coming through to say On the side of the plane, second star to the right. That's right. (laughs) Genius. Genius. But, you know, like Disney characters come through, Disney snacks that they sell you at a high price, and you're on this plane, and you can't buy any other snacks. So you're buying your problem is you're buying Goofy Taffy, because, you know, at 50 bucks, you know, you know, it's cheaper than Disney. But, but if you're on the plane, you have nowhere else to go. But the best part is you figure, OK, with the steward, with the flight Little attendant. Little Timmy wants fucking, fucking Disney, my Goofy Taffy, so you're going to get it. You know, you have flight attendants on these planes, right? Instead of like they're dressed like maybe let's say as prince or princesses, they're dressed like Goofy and Pluto. Exactly. So that way, when they're walking down the theater, you still get whacked in the face like a towel. Tail. <laughs> you know, da- Daffy's, uh, <laughs> you know, or, uh, Donald's, t- you know, tails hitting you in the in the the, the face if they're no. turning around. Oh, this is why he doesn't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> I felt his junk on my face. <laughs> I'm suing Disney. <laughs> Donald touched me inappropriately when he pressed his junk up against my face as he was pushing a cart down full of rum and cokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's only a uh, guy dressed as Dumbo handing out the peanuts. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's a fortune maker. It really is. I mean, like, like why, why haven't they done this? Fly them, from, you know, from your plane to the parks. I mean, it's like perfect. So anyway. <laughs> well, now, okay. Now, going back to this. Well, going back to this, let's say you decide to defy the mouse. <laughs> yes. Right? If a theater were to break any part of this agreement, that increase would jump five points to a whopping 70%. That means if a theater agrees to air the film on eight screens for the first four weeks, but drops one of them before that time because tickets aren't selling enough to justify, they'll be penalized. I got a question All about right. that part. Okay. How the fuck are they going to know if three weeks in, they switched the movie from the biggest auditorium to the midsize? How's Disney going to know that? Because Disney will do what's called hire somebody to sit into a theater. To ev- in every single theater? You know how many theaters Disney, there are in the country? Disney has employees all over Listen. the world. <laughs> all <laughs> over the world. Where there's, Dis- where there's no Disney, there's a Disney okay, employee you, there. You don't, you don't have to sell me that because I, I know you hate Sean's Mafia, Mickey, but I get into talking at every fucking chance that I get. I think it's hysterical. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. It's just it's the, it's the same shtick over and over again. I, That's why it works. Hysterical, Ed. I completely think that Mickey, that Disney is run like a mobster. You know what I mean? Like, they will fuck you, and guess what? You're going to bend over and let them do it because it's Disney, and that's what you do. So I think that it's hysterical. But in reality, like, how are they going to, in every single, some people got to slip through the cracks. Well, you figure, let's say it goes out to, like, let's say, we'll make it even 3,000 theaters across the United States. Okay. All right. That is, within the, you know the first four weeks they're going to, have to abide by those rules. It's the other two weeks that they're not sure about. They can hire a Disney employee to go, hey, why don't I you to, go? I tell you, with technology, they don't even have to hire anybody anymore. They, It's all done digitally. There's not yeah, like they're right. bringing reels in, like, you know, God, all right, here's the new Star Wars <laughs> movie, and they're bringing these characters of reels in that goes into the, each of the projection rooms and stuff. It's all done by computer. So it's all, like, on online. Like, if you've seen the big theaters, they have these huge antennas, and it looks like some kind of, like, futuristic, like, light show in the, up top. That's an antenna for basically movies to be beamed to the theater for whatever showing. So if Disney goes, hey, you know what? We're missing a theater. You know, like, like there should be eight, eight theaters for this, and there's only seven now. Right. That's not my question. My question is they say that they want that 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 for you to get it, not only are they going to take 65% of all of your money that's coming in for that movie, but they also want you to play that movie in the biggest auditorium that you have in that theater, right? right. I come from a small town. So to me, the the bigger theaters, you know what I mean? Those probably aren't going to be hurting for it. You know what I mean? Like that. No, 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 okay. I, I get what you're saying because it actually, I was reading ahead. Because I kind of, you know, right. it actually addresses Cause that. Because he's bored of the conversation, so he just No, no, reads. no. I, I, I listen. I'm not talking, so I have to do something else <laughs> to keep my, my time going. It's, Go ahead. It's, they're not worse for large cities or big cities, like you said. But in a small town with two-screen theater, might not see the film with these conditions. Might not see the film with these conditions. If they're forced to keep Star Wars The Last Jedi playing for a month, when they could be using that screen for newer films, they could have, end up losing money anyway. Right. So, I mean, it's either it's one of those, like, um, it's, how can I put it? It's like the mouse doesn't care because it's like as long as we get paid, fuck you. Right. <laughs> you know? I'm sure there's a stipulation. Like, if it's a two-theater 
Like I'm, I'm sure they're going after the megaplexes, like the big, like yeah. twenty screens, eighteen right. screens, you know, the AMC's, like, uh, the Cinemarks, right. you know, the, the big companies. But in my hometown, there's like a premier cinema is the name of the theater, right? None right. other exists in the county. Like it's a small one. I think there's like eight theaters in the entire fucking theater. Right. The biggest one is still not that big of a theater. You right. know what I mean? So in my head, I'm like, okay, well, what? They're gonna buy it, you know what I mean? Because everybody in Galveston County is gonna go to that theater because it's right. like the only one that's there, you know what right. I mean? So they're gonna fucking buy it. They're gonna buy it, but let's say that they don't show it for four weeks in the largest one. They only show it for three weeks in the largest one. You gonna tell me that the mouse is sending somebody to Galveston Island, Texas, to go check Premier Cinema? Uh, maybe. I'm not buying. It. I, look, <laughs> like, I'm not. look, I I don't know. All I know is, <laughs> is that if you don't do it, you're gonna be paying them. Uh, sure. It's like, hey, well, if you get caught. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, is that like like small theaters probably could get away with it more because they're not going to have the you know like the big antenna on there. Right. And they're projecting. They're getting the reels. They're right. still getting reels because they still are making reels for these things. The 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 reality of it is they're going after the big ones because right. that's the ones that's going to make the make the big money. These right. small theaters are peanuts to them. Yeah, they don't give a shit right. about that. So they're like, like yeah, do what you want, you know, run it, <laughs> yeah. run it. Hopefully, you can run it for four weeks. You know, God bless you if you can't, whatever. Right. You know, I think we're going to make money off you either way, one yeah. way or another. You know, probably look. I'm still looking for the 64 percent or 65 percent, you know, out of it. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to penalize them for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like it's it's you're going to do what we say or else. Sure. Like you want that AMC and Cinemark, you're going to do what we say yeah. or else. I mean, <laughs> if I mean, and if you think about it, like with the big, like you said, with the big theaters, they can kind of offset because like the Chamonix that we go to every once in a while has 24 theaters. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be hurting for theater space when mm-hmm. so they won't show that fandom event one night for one showing they'll show coco you know no, in or, fact the, the nishamity is probably going to show star wars in a lot of those theaters right. you know if they got 24 of them four of those are going to be used up by star right wars. And it's going to be all the big ones you got right. that new dolby digital you got the imax one and you got the two other big ones they got in there so they'll be fine mm-hmm. but if it's like hey welcome to bob's drive-in yeah, like, you know that's where it might it might hurt, but I think that I think you guys are right. I think Disney will overlook the smaller ones. Right. I think they're focusing on the the big money makers. Right. Yeah. To be able to go to guarantee that revenue, I'll take some of that. Thank you. I just can't believe it was uh, first of all sixty four percent, and then it got actually extra sixty five percent. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, like you're going. That's one percent. It's like a dime out of a dollar. No. Imagine that by like a billion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how much money did the the episode seven make? Episodes it, um, two point something billion. Two point eight. I right. think it was one percent of three billion. Oh, well, uh, yeah. I'm know. not doing I'm that. Not, math. No, I'm not doing that <laughs> math. What are you kidding me? Do it, Ed. You'll be quick, Ed. <laughs> I think it's like three hundred million dollars probably in that range. Yeah, so that's I mean, a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah, that's that's two hundred million dollars. Theater Disney's gonna make so much fucking money off this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's here's my next article. Since we're since we're talking Star Wars, uh, apparently the the Han Solo movie mm-hmm. has uh, been nearly all reshoots. Yes, all of it. Yes. Like you're basically seeing a brand new. I still want to see what they had. I I and I said they and 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 Lord of Miller has. The uh, con- their country, whatever contractually right to be able to show us their version of the movie, and I would love to see like even if they don't show it in theaters, like at least like a dual uh, a movie set, like I mean, <laughs> the Lord and Mellon version versus the uh, Ron Howard version. Oh, and you're that'd like, be nice, you know, well, like Disney was like, well, we paid these guys, and all right, 
whatever. It's not going to see the light of day like uh, the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, be the thing that doesn't exist. We don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got really for that one. I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. Um, all right. My next article happens to be about The Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. Okay. It's a movie, we've a series that we've all kind of panned at one point in time. Yes. Some are good. It's when you get nine, when you get eight movies into a series, some are going to be good. Some are not going to be good. Yes. Now, I'm going to say I might be the only one here that would say that I think that the Fast and Furious movies picked up since The Rock joined the group. Okay. All right. And his character and the Jason Statham character are so popular that they have decided to spin off those two characters into their own movie. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. be good. Now, that's not what my news article is about. No. No, it's not. It is about Tyrese Gibson. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm now more in now this time. I have been following this story all fucking week. I find this hysterical. Tyrese Gibson threatens to quit Fast 9 if Dwayne Johnson returns. Yes. Okay. Have you seen this one? No, I have not. I've, I've only heard tidbits. I've, I'm not really sure. I know there was a, there was a falling out, and they kind of made up in a way, but not no, really. Well, well on the set of eight, there was like a little bit of a pissing contest between Vin Diesel and The Rock. Yeah. Um, they kind of squashed that beef, but this is something completely different. Apparently, Tyrese Gibson's going through a very, very, very bad divorce. Okay. And is child support. And that the, the Fast 9 is being postponed so they can do this spinoff movie. Okay. Well... Tyrese is now bitching the fact that Dwayne Johnson is now taking money out of his bi- out of his mouth because he needs to pay what? I, like I said, I've been following this story all fucking week, and I'm fascinated by it. So I cannot wait to fill in some of these gaps after you get done telling the story that you're about to paint. All right, so Gibson posted on Instagram Wednesday telling loyal fans and loved ones from our Fast Universe, and he capitalizes R, um, that he won't appear in Fast 9 if Johnson is involved. And this is his quote. I'm sorry to announce that if Dwayne is in Fast 9, there will be no more Roman Pierce. You mess with my family and my daughter's survival, I mess with yours. Gibson captioned a selfie with him, Johnson and Diesel. Gibson is currently in a legal battle with his ex-wife over custody of their daughter. Um, The latest rant comes after Gibson criticized Johnson on Instagram in October when Universal's picture announced the ninth Fast installment was being pushed back a year to accommodate a spinoff around Johnson and Statham's characters. Um, okay, babe, you're in. Okay. You're up. So what Sean basically just said made it sound like Tyrese was, first of all, Tyrese is a fucking musician, okay, and has not been relevant for a long fucking time. So sit the fuck down somewhere, Tyrese Gibson, okay? Secondly, he was not, I stopped Fast and Furious after Tokyo Drift, okay? The minute they brought them cars in, I was fucking out, done, right? So I haven't seen the other five, right? Uh-huh. I'm real far behind however tyrese gibson's character was not number one in the fucking spotlight okay like let's not (laughs) pretend like he's the lead fucking person on this movie but most importantly everything you just said made it sound like he was like tough guy right ranting right right right. no 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 no. (laughs) i watched the video he was crying like upset not like ranting like in in an angry way like fuck you i'm out you're gonna pay me or no more motherfucking Tyrese Gibson, right? No, he was, like, upset and crying. Now, if he is having a, a custody battle for his child, that's sad. 
for the child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this baby is having to go through that. That saddens me. Whatever. However, the latest news in that is that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have given Tyrese a whole lot of fucking money. Get the fuck out of here. I just seen it today. Have given <laughs> him a whole lot of fucking money to 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 support his like if you're struggling that bad, here you go. Right. You're like charity kind of thing. Right. Because he posted a selfie, right? And I just thought that this was blew my fucking mind. He posted a selfie of himself on Instagram. Of him and, like, his phone. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm sure he's got, like, multiple of them. Because, I mean, he's... I don't think he's that big of a celebrity. But he is still a celebrity. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, wow. Listen, I can jam the fuck out to some 90s and early 2000s R&B. You know, sure. like, baby-making Tyrese Gibson music. Sit the fuck down somewhere, Tyrese. You ain't really relevant no more. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your fucking horses, okay? But he posted a selfie of himself on the phone. With, I'm assuming, Jada Pinkett Smith, who apparently is very close. The Smith family apparently is very close with Tyrese. Yeah. All right. You know what I mean? Doesn't really surprise me because Will came from music. And, right, right, right. You know, Jada had her thing with Pac and music and all that or whatever. But the name in his phone for Jada Pinkett Smith is actress Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, it, doesn't <laughs> even, it's not, it doesn't even say, like, Jada with, like, some cute little emojis. Right. Like, he's that close with them. How many fucking Jada Pika Smiths do you know, bitch? <laughs> is there like a waitress Jada Pika Smith? Like, why do you got to put actress there? And how close are you really with them if you have to put like her title? Here's <laughs> the thing like, Tyrese Gibbs has no fucking clue what anybody, who anybody is. So that's why he's, all right, Jada Pika Smith. Who is she? She's an actress. Uh, actress Jada <laughs> Smith. Well, that's ridiculous. Uh, I, Apparently, they gave him somewhere in the millions. <laughs> you know, like not like a, a few thousand, but the word million was attached. God, so that's crazy. Yes. Uh, so basically, I would say like Tyrese. Um, see you later. Was well, saying uh, yeah, like, uh, enter in now. John uh, Cheadle is going to replace right because his character is basically comic relief anyway with Ludacris. Right. So it's like, all right, well, you know what? We don't need two funny guys. No. And let's face it, who's besties with the Rock at the moment? Kevin Hart. Right. Welcome, Kevin Hart, to the new Fantastic Fans <laughs> of Furious movie. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like, Tyrese. Sit sh- the fuck down somewhere. Shut, shut up. Uh-huh. Sit down. Cash your check. Right. Be a good. And how much are you really struggling to, like, listen, if you can't pay for your daughter and you're, like, you're really, really broke, that's really sad. You know what I mean? Like, all jokes aside, that's sad. But if you're really struggling to, like, get custody of your daughter and this whole divorce thing and lawyers and judges and yada, yada, yada. I actually have a video. Right. And he's, like, crying. He's upset. I've yeah. watched it. No, no, you don't have to. You don't have to play I want to play it. Oh, you want to play it? Oh, yeah. Fathers show up. When the real fathers that really love their kids and really are standing with their babies are there. Because they're in the presence of so many fathers who may not care or being accused of not caring. This goes on for three minutes. They're not able to tell the difference. Right. Between the good ones and the bad ones. Between the criminals and the men of God. The Muslims. (laughs) The Jews. The Christians. The men that wake up every day. The men that wake up every day to focus on one I'm a bastard, I know. (laughs) 
Oh, he's got a t-shirt the, 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 the Shayla Rocks hoodie. He should get an award just for this portrayal. <laughs> this is the finest acting I've ever seen him do. Since clearly you've been following this way better than I have. Um, okay, so he's getting divorced. Right. Apparently it's a very ugly divorce. Okay, what caused the breakup? Oh, I have no idea. That all part right, I don't All know. right, I thought maybe like it would be like. Now, they say the same. Like, like famous people, they'll never, they'll never, you'll never hear why they broke up. Not they're, the real reason. Not the real right. reason. You know, it's always irreconcilable differences or right. whatever for it. And it's just some bullshit way of saying, like, this is the easy way out of not right. getting into the, the whole uh, uh, dirty part of it, but the reality of it is, is that if he's having a hard time getting custody of his kids, mm-hmm. he's done something bad. Not in terms of uh, to the child, but in his the, he did a lifestyle choice that painted him in a bad picture. That's why he's having a hard time. Like right. party too much, did drugs. They have some kind of recordings or some kind of evidence against him, and that's why they're having a hard time with this kind of stuff. Or Maybe you're sleeping around and they have all these, like, you know, women that are coming forward that are, you know, like. Uh, well, I mean, nine times out of ten, most judges will give custody to the mother. Yes. You know what I mean? That's across the board. That's how it goes. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it is not what it shows about. It's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, factually, the mother gets custody. Right. right? Now, I'm sure that in this divorce, he's going to have to pay some type of annulment. You yeah. know what I mean? So he's not only going to have to pay a child support thing, but probably a spousal support thing also. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, whether or not he's, like, actually blo- broke the way that he's claiming he is, if you if he knows that another movie is going to be some type of revenue, why would you be like, I'm not doing that if Dwayne's a part of it? Like, how much are you really struggling if you're saying – I'm going to be picky about what I what roles I get and what money I make. Well, it sounds like it's more of like, well, because now you're postponing my job, I can't get paid sooner, so I can't pay for my child support. So therefore, it's the rock's fault. So now instead of just kind of going playing the Hollywood game, you're an actor. Go find other work. Right. Like you're Tyrese Gibson. Apparently, you do have a following of right. of people. Above I mean, all, I, he's a musician. Come right. up with another fucking album. Right. I, I mean, I'm not gonna buy it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people like, who would. we won't support he, you. He, he was <laughs> like, please make another he, album. He was in a couple Transformers movies. Where, That's right. What happened to that money? Yeah, like I guess they didn't like him to bring him back for the Mark Wahlberg run of. He's not mad at Mark. No, he's not mad at Mark. Right. I mean. Clearly, he should be because they brought back the other guy from the first movie. Yeah, he's in it. You know, they must like him more. Like, it's like, what is going on with his career that he can't find another job? When I watched that video, right first, I was like, oh, I I really like some. I'm not a Tyrese Gibson actor fan. You know what I mean? I do quite enjoy some of his older music. You know what I mean? Sure. Long time ago, (laughs) you know, like this is long time ago, but. A long time ago for me, Ed. <laughs> I know. It's not really that long time ago, really. Like, it was no. like 10 years ago. <laughs> right. But I feel like when I watched that video, the, the whole the whole time. It's like I'm a like, five-year-old hey, old. Man, when I was younger. Shut up. <laughs> I feel like this man is going through like a mental break. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like obviously mentally something is happening to him that is not necessarily Dwayne The Rock Johnson's fault. You know what I mean? But – 
that's who's going to get the blame for it because something's going on in his own head. I'm I'm just curious of like the whole thing. Like I'm literally more in like what's what's Hollywood really like? Like I'm, I'm now I'm like very curious like with everything going on and with this stuff like with the Harvey Weinstein and so on and so on. I'm not going to get into everything. Right. <laughs> but the whole thing and like I'm like there's obviously a reason why he's getting blacklisted for some reason. Like like you know like people don't want to work with Tyree Skipson. Is he an asshole? Is you know but apparently well, I mean, cries. I mean, clearly he thinks he's he's what do you call it? A superstar. A superstar in his own head that he thinks that he can be able to go, look, if The Rock is in the next fast, I'm out. Yeah. And he was at one point in time. You know what I mean? Especially musically. At one point in time. But at some point, everyone becomes kind of washed up. And if you don't, like, good for you, you never hit that point. You know what I mean? Like, that's great. But Tyrese is not the one who gets to, like, call shots like that. You know what I mean? Like, you do not not have that status. You are not A-list. You are not B-list. You're like F. Maybe I, not F. Maybe like D. I, you know what? I agree. I mean, how many more of those, like, uh, directive video movies can he do? Right. Like, it seems to be Bruce Willis is another one every other week. So it's not like he ain't hurting for, like, and there are most of walk ons. Like, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Willis. Well, apparently, he was just partying on Halloween in Philly. Oh, yeah, he was. Apparently. Oh, that's nice. Was he at your show? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know him and Kevin don't get get along as they they used to, but whatever. Um, Like, I don't know. I guess I'm like, really, like, there's got to be a publicist. I mean, like, look, I understand you have an agent, you have a publicist who's going to go. No, you're the man. They can't make another fast. You're you're the heart, man. You're the reason why the you're the soul. That's right. You're people come to see you. And the reality is, people are going to see it because of Vin Diesel. Yeah, you know, or the Rock, or the Rock, you know, <laughs> or, or, or the Satan. cars. That well, to say, like, or the cars. Hey, like the only time you're relevant is when you're behind the wheel. <laughs> I mean, Tyrese, <laughs> why, are you, why aren't you mad at Jason Staten? Really? I mean, like, yeah, like exactly. Like, like, really just, the Rock's just one half of this problem. Yeah, there's like, two of them. Yeah, where, where's your beef with Statham? Yeah, you know, like what do you what like? I don't know. I mean, now, granted, Jason was in the last movie. I think he was in the movie before that one, I think. Yeah. You know, but The Rock was in the one before that, so maybe The Rock's been around longer than Jason, so his beef's... I'm just that. causing trouble with, for, for uh, You just stirring up shit? <laughs> you want to see him get... Jason Statham's been too quiet for too long. <laughs> I'm getting him out of hiding. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I'm doing my Fast and Furious movies, and that's about it. Next up, Transporter 5. <laughs> he didn't do four, so I don't know why he do five. I didn't like that last After, I just saw three today, and I'm like, whoo, now I know why he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let's go back to Disney. All right. All right. We all know Disney's doing this streaming service, right? Yeah. Can't wait. They have already estimated its worth. Yes. Yes. Do you want to know how much? Yes. $25 billion. I'll pay. Easy. Easy, easy, mm-hmm. um, easy street twenty five bill, <coughs> um, but but billion, not million, but but billion. Yeah. So Disney's betting big on its new streaming service. And this comes from the comicbookmovies dot uh, com. Um, this was as November second. In Morgan Stanley analysis, Benjamin Swineberg's latest research note, whatever that means. Guys in suit and ties. Um, he estimated that once the streaming service hits. 30 million subscribers, 
it could generate five billion in revenue and one point five billion in EBITDA, which is earnings before interest, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, in results in a twenty to twenty five billion dollar worth for Disney's latest asset. Genius. I I mean holy shit, they haven't gotten on the ground. They're already estimating like I mean, already I can already say I'm signing up. You signing up? Yeah. I, so already Disney's already Disney's got our money before they even open the gates. That's right. It's like Disney's Just take like, my fucking money. Take it. <laughs> right. Take it. Here, here. Shove it in their pockets. <laughs> down their down fucking mobster Mickey's fucking <laughs> red shorts. Take it. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> now I know why they call you well hung. All right. Now I know why you only have three fingers. Because <laughs> apparently you have a foot in your pants. <laughs> um, of course, this service will stream. It will launch in 2019. So well, we, here, here's the thing. I mean, 2018 is going to be a phenomenal year in terms of cable and uh, Verizon and all this. Like I've been, I of course, as on, as everybody knows, if they don't know at this point, I'm a cord cutter. I've gotten rid of cable, and just this past week, a new service popped up. It's called Tablet Streaming. It's free. Okay. Okay. It has a list of channels that you can watch for free: ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Uh, USA, TNT, okay. and so on, all the regular stations. Okay, for this comp- for this this app to make money is if you want DVR service, you pay five dollars a month, so it's sixty dollars a year for you to DVR up to a hundred hours worth of, sh- of shows a month that you you can have for this service. You can go beyond that. I mean, like it's like I think there's like a ten dollar one, and it's like, like I think like five hundred hours, and right. you know, and it grows on, on from there. And there's one like it's like unlimited. I don't know how much that was. I didn't even really look. But the idea is the fact is is that people are now going, I'm tired of paying this cable bill. I'm going to go streaming service. So when you do this kind of streaming service, like CBS, they have their own app with all their shows right. on it, you know, kind all of right. thing. If you want to watch Star Trek, the new Discovery show, you have to watch the streaming app and pay $10 a month for that. Disney now in 2019 will have all their past shows and their movies for, at the, at the time, was five, estimated five hours per, per, per month per person type of thing. So then right then and there, that's kind of like worth the, you know, yeah. you know, price of admission. But then you have like, you know, Netflix still and Hulu and YouTube's now got a whole system going right, on. Right, right. And there's other systems out there. I mean, I'm, I, there's curiosity stream. There's another one sling I'm using. That's another one. And it just grows and grows from those. So everybody is doing their own thing. And then, you know, and that's the thing like with now with like the on-demand stuff, with, like you're getting with the, with the Disney, a lot of other companies are going, you know what? Fuck it. If, they can do it. Why can't we? We you know? want their little. They want to wet their beak just like everybody it's, it's else. Exactly, does. and it's it's one of those type of things where you're just going to see a collapse. You know, in the next two years of the way everything is used to be, we've had we've been doing it for decades. Now people are going. Well, if I can find a cheaper alternative, I'm going to do that. Well, that's what um, the article says that you know a lot of people were surprised by. Well, the Disney kind of dropped this bombshell that they were breaking away from Netflix. Yeah. Um, in 2019, which has been highly profitable for the company, Swineberg doesn't think they'll have any problem pulling in 10 to 12 percent of Netflix subscribers' growth by 2028. That would mean Disney would hit that 30 million subscriber number somewhere over the next 10 years. Whatever. But the Disney service will certainly come out at the gate strong once a Netflix deal ends, and will have a wide variety of properties to pull from. The Disney Channel, Core Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars movies and television shows 
We'll give it a large and popular catalog right from the start. And 2019 shaping up to be another big year for all those. So it should launch with some momentum. Still, it's a heavy investment. Um, if things are getting running for a brand new service, it includes money lost from current licenses deal with streaming services. Disney brings in over $500 million just from that, and their TV licensing division hits around $2 billion a year. Yeah. Now, here's what I thought. It was like, what that means is when all expense retaliated in the ser- and the service's $9 per month fee is considered, like, they're going to charge 9 bucks for this this this, this Disney streaming yeah. thing? Fuck you. Take my money. I'll I'll pay for my own subscriptions and Stacey's own 18 bucks a year, or 18 bucks a month. I'm like, pfft. For that? Yeah. Holy crap. Like, I'll, I'll you know, I'll start my own little show on Geekster's Disney fund. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like, like you're good. You're going to see the fact, like, like where certain things like, 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 like the last couple of weeks I've been dealing with uh, putting on digital codes into a system It's called movies anywhere. Disney had it, it was Disney's movies anywhere uh, thing. And you put all your digital codes for all your Disney movies in there. That's going away. Right. And that's the reason why is because they're going to have they're this like, true streaming apps. So we don't need this. So you, you can port it over. They said, well, you can do it now in the Disney anywhere or the movies anywhere app. Right. Well, we, you know, we're, we're glad to give it to them. Like, here you go. Like you own those copies. They're yours. You know, I'm not going to take it away from you. Right. We're going to just put them somewhere else. You're just not going to have it on the Disney service. So that way you can add other movies besides Disney movies. So the other kids movies that you want to do because your little kids are watching these movies on streaming on your phone as you're driving or, you know, in the right, store. Disney or doesn't own the Lego movie and the kids love the Lego movie. Exactly. Or, yeah. you know, the Minions movie and so on. So like for them, it's just like they, they, they're, they're gearing this up. They're really do. And then like, people are going to go, wait, I can get anything, almost anything Disney for, for nine bucks a month. Like sold. How, how can, how can you not like, like there is yeah. like, Unless somebody topples the Disney Empire between now and 2019, and I trust me, there's a lot of people who've tried, all have failed. You know, I've crushed him under my thumb. That's right. <laughs> Mafia Mickey has really. Go ahead. <laughs> they did. They come into my house and try to do something. No, I squashed them like a bug. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they think they could take me. I fucking take them, and I buy them, and then I make their shit all cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I'm like, wow. They get nine bucks a month. Fuck it, try it out for a month. You might like it. Like, there's no. There's no downside. There is no, exactly. There's, there's no downside to this at like, all. Like, Disney's doing a streaming service. That's great. How much is a buck? Nine bucks. Nine bucks a month. Oh, I, I can afford that. Yeah. It's like, well, just I could just try it out for like a month, and if I like it, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm a faithful subscriber for yeah, ten years. I mean, they'll, they'll give, they'll give a seven day trial period, like mm-hmm. everybody else. They'll do like sure. a six thirty days or seven days. Or whatever. We give you two weeks. Exactly. They could do anything they want, and they'll do it. And you, you'll just, you'll, you'll sign up for it, and you go, fuck, like why, why, why have they done this years ago? Like you, that's yeah. the. We fuck you for nine bucks a month, and you thank us for it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Dizzy. <laughs> yes, I like another. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Mick, you're deep. Oh, boy. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> That'd be $9. Here you go. <laughs> I already see we wrap that up. Call tonight. Or uh-huh. I have I have a couple more. Just one more. Just one more? One more. All right. Um, This one I don't want to do because I don't get a lot hot, but 
Yeah, we'll see. Oh, that. come on. Well, come cause, on. Because you want the last one. Because we didn't really. This one, Stacy brought. She's not really comfortable because we didn't do a lot of research into it yet. Which could potentially make it quick. If you want to, it's, it's fine. Just know that I didn't I didn't research it the way that I wanted to because I am worried that it's going to piss me off more than it already did. But if you want to, go ahead. I'll be the bad guy. I don't mind. <laughs> All right, we can move it. on to something else. Right, guys. Right, right. All right. This one I can, I can, we can blow through real quick because it's 12 times <laughs> movies with nearly identical concepts duked it out for box office supremacy. <laughs> All right. All right. Everyone knows that every once in a while there's movies that come out and you go, wait, that seems so much like, like this that movie, one. Yeah. Like um, I'm going to say right off the gate, it's probably going to be in this least, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yes. Both were movies about a giant asteroid slamming into the Earth. Yes. And now what they did with those plot lines may have been different, but ultimately it's the same plot. Yeah. All right. So here is 12 times other movies have done this, right? Okay, right off the gate. What? What's so funny? That's what I'm laughing at because I know what number I saw number twelve. Number twelve was right off the gate. Armageddon versus Deep Impact. Um, both helped revive the disaster films. Um, Deep Impact being popular with critics as well as audience, but Armageddon became the second highest grossing film of 1998, despite being mocked by critics for its overtly cheesy dialogue and highly dubious scientific claims. Nasty even likes to use the film for competitions in which employees are tasked with spotting all the incidences of scientific error. There are over 130 of them, by the way, in case you were wondering. (laughs) So while critics would surely argue that Deep Impact is the better movie, many people would rather admit it or not still have a soft spot for Armageddon. See, now I thought Deep Impact was a different type of movie. That's the porn version. That's right. (laughs) I'm like, they're doing porn as a a AAA title? All right. I'm like, ah. Well, at least, uh, <laughs> at least Easy Reader is in it. <laughs> Morgan pre- Freeman. He was the first. Uh, he was the black president. He's the first black president. That's right. For, That's before uh, what do you call it? Uh, Barack guy Obama. From, I was it before the guy from Twenty Four. <laughs> 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 Barack Obama was the third black president. That's right. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, number eleven comes in with anyone want to guess? Okay. No strings attached versus friends with benefits. I, I couldn't think of the. I, I knew it was friends with benefits. I couldn't think of the one. The other one is no strings attached. So yes, I knew this was going to be in the list. They were both 2011 comedy comedies. Both were revolving comedies. Around, comedies. <laughs> both revolving around couples having a carefree attitude when it comes to romps between the sheets. When it comes to box office figures, they perform nearly identical with no strings attached, earning a slightly less than friends with benefits. Now, for those who don't remember. Um, no Strings Attached starred Natalie Portman and, a- and Ashton Kutcher. Um, while Friends with Benefits starred Mila Kunis and um, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Um, in terms of critical reception, Friends with Benefits emerged as a clear favorite with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis playing the great with great chemistry, making for a fun and breezy rom-com that actually delivers some fairly decent dialogue. By comparison, No Strings Attached starring Portman and Kutcher seemed a lot more corny, contrived, and conservative. It received mixed reviews and was described by film critic Dave Edelstein as a, quote, quote, a film with a supposedly feminist veneer that never takes case for the Emma's point of view. That's Emily uh, and Natalie Portman's. Um, never saw string, No Strings Attached. I actually own Friends with Benefits. It's a really funny movie. Really good. Okay. Um, so if I had to pick between the two of them, definitely my money's on... Uh, the Friends of Benefits. All right. Uh, ready? Yes. This was a shocker. Despicable Me versus Megamind. 
What? This, they were out at the same time? Well, around, well, it's a the, within a year of each other. No, okay. these animated two, 2010 films okay, were both about classic cartoon su- supervillains with grandiose plans. But as it turns out, they both actually pretty decent guys at heart who only turned to a life of villainy after being good got them nowhere. In the end, they seem to follow the other ways and return to the side of good to save the day. Megamind has a lot of star power, um, lending their voices with characters like Will Ferrell, Brad Pitt, and Tina Fey in the lead roles, but it was the Despicable Me that ended up on top thanks to the enormous popularity of its little twinkie-shaped supporting characters, the Minions. In fact, the Minions minions were so lovable that when the sequel was released in 2013, they were given a much more prominent role that eventually led them to getting their own movie in 2015. But, uh... I, okay. I've seen both. I've seen both. I've seen both. I enjoy both, but I do kind of tend to lean towards more Despicable Me because it's it's the minions do make that movie. It makes it a little bit more funnier. Sure. No, you tend to uh, which one do you prefer? Uh, I would pick Despicable Me any day. Um, working at the daycare, the ki- the children didn't like Megamind. Megamind as much as Despicable Me. Again, that's the minions. You know, right. Like that, the minions bring the children in. But I don't think that Despicable Me and Megamind are like anything alike, other than them being villains who are kind of nice guys. But, yeah, but that's the point. Like even while Deep Impact and Armageddon were about, you know, with Deep Impact it was about giant uh, asteroids slamming into the Earth. Spoiler: it hits the Earth. You know, and how we survive that a coming apocalypse. Where in Armageddon, you've seen Armageddon. It's about blowing it up and saving the Earth. Right. Where they succeed. So it's, but it's still ultimately revolving around a big rock hurling through space to slam us in, slam into us. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I just don't think that those two are, are the, as much alike as this is make is, All right. this is making it seem. Well, here's two movies you probably never even seen. Volcano. <laughs> 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 you ready? Uh-huh. Volcano and Dante's Peak. Nope, never yep. seen it. Okay, well, um, it's another couple of movies in the '90s disaster area. But unlike Armageddon and Deep Impact, these turn out to be somewhat financial disasters. <laughs> um, as you may have guessed from the title, both of these movies deal with volcanoes. Dante's Peak is about an eruption of a fictional volcano in the state of Washington, while Volcano is about a cinder cone that suddenly erupts in the middle of Los Angeles. Similar to Armageddon, Volcano featured a lot of big explosions, cheesy acting, and poor science. It's a fun enough movie, but Tommy Lee Jones and Han Haish don't have much on-screen chem- chemistry, and the movie loses a lot of steam once the lava starts flowing. On the other hand, Dante's Peak was actually praised by vo- uh, vulcan- volcanologists for gen- general scientific accuracy and for illustrating how dangerous their jobs can be. It still has Hollywood's panache for the dramatic, but unlike most disaster films, it made an honest effort to remain realistic and avoid a lot of the classic disaster movie cliches. Though Volcano did better at the box office, most critics hated it, while Dante's Dante Speaks experienced a good life with small screen through rentals and syndication, making it much more memorable today than Volcano, which has been largely forgotten. I've seen both. Have you seen both? Uh, I saw the one. Um, uh, is it? Is, I think it's Dante's Peak. Uh, what's one with? Christian. Uh, not Christian. Um, um, Bond, isn't it? Yes, it's uh, about uh, Bronson. Uh, Pierce Bronson. Pierce Bronson. I think Linda Hamilton's in that one, too. Is it? I think. No, I'm I saw sure. the other one. I saw the one with, uh, with Tommy Lee Jones, Jones and Hayes, Fisher. where they're... Uh... That was terrible. That <laughs> it was, was horrible. terrible. Because <sighs> it, it was, it was, it's, it's like, as, as best I could put it, it's like snakes on a plane. 
<laughs> like they did like like did like nothing they weren't expecting this to happen and it happens and you're like really like like yeah <laughs> like all a b and c didn't really you know like you know, play it out that well come on i mean it was just it was horrible no i did i did see the bronson one a little bit i i it's been so long since i've seen that one because i was big into pierce brosnan i really right, want, yeah, I want sure. to have his child <laughs> i want to have his love child but uh anyway um yeah, I it, it it was yeah right yeah it was, mm. I mean, now, granted, we're not saying that these movies are are like rock star movies, but it's the idea of like similar thoughts to kind of yeah like I'm not I'm I'm not sure I have a, a a set that could be out in here, but I'm not sure if it's on the list because right now we're only at number eight, and that is Olympus has fallen versus White House Down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Olympus has fallen <laughs> was already in the works when Sony spent three million dollars on White House Down. It's a screenplay by James Vanderbilt. Um, Gerard Butler was set to star in Olympus, um, and director Antoine Fuqua, Antoine Fuqua would sign up shortly after. Thus, Olympus had fallen, has fallen, had a head start on production, and was fast-tracked when White House Down appeared on the radar. Uh, Olympus also has less than half the budget, while White House Down having been made with a modest $70 million. So it was important that it made the theaters first, which it did, arriving in the early spring of 2013 and quickly gaining success and recognition as the old-school hard-edged action flick. While White House Down, starring Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx, followed it up with a summer 2013 release, while it took in more money at the box office worldwide, its actual profit was less, was, was less due to its higher production cost. It did manage to get slightly more favorable reviews in Olympus, though, so in the end, you could probably call this one a draw. <laughs> I saw both. Olympus Has Fallen was like a more serious kind of diehard-esque kind of. Yeah. And White House Down was your, oh, my God, buddy comedy with uh, a guy who didn't get into the Secret Service and the president. Yeah. Played by Jamie Foxx. Yeah. So it was like, all right. And Jamie Foxx was like running around in, in, in sneakers and shooting a gun. It was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, these are two movies I know probably neither one of you have seen. Mission to Mars versus Red Planet. Okay. Mission to Mars was a, uh, was backed by Disney and hit theaters in March 2000 featuring a cast that was led by Tim Robbins and Gary Sinise uh, that was actually quite well received in France. It was disliked pretty much everywhere else and only made about $10 million. Um, many critics cited it being large departure from the mostly excellent films that director Brian De Palma worked on in the past and harped on it for getting too much into mystic space mumbo-jumbo. Now, Red Planet, on the other hand, didn't fare any better. Uh, the film's production was hampered by friction between two of its stars, Tom Sizemore and Val Kilmer, who would have got those two guys wouldn't get along. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it got so bad that the two couldn't stand being on set together, with Kilmer even going so far as refuse to utter the name of Sizemore's character. In the end, the movie only made $8.7 million and received almost entirely negative reviews, um, as one critic called it. A leaden, skimply plotted space age outward bound adventure with vague allegoration and aspirations that remain entirely unrealized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, number six, Tombstone versus Wyatt Earp. All right now, Tombstone we've we've talked about in the past and we've liked. And I loved it. I loved that I, movie. I vaguely remember seeing Wyatt Earp. I've seen Wyatt Earp, and uh, Wyatt Earp was more, I think, of a, like a realistic, gruffier version of a, a, a Tombstone in a way. As you can, you know, type of uh, the, you know between the two. Uh, though recently, though, I found out that Tombstone the movie was more 
factually based. There's a lot of lot of lot of things that happened in that movie that actually happened in real life. Yeah, we talked about that a couple shows ago. Yes. Um, well, I think it all focuses around Kevin Costner. Yes. Because in the in the nineties, uh, early nineties, Kevin Costner was really up there, and he chased the idea of bringing the story of Wyatt Earp to the big screen. With his career arguably at its peak in the early early nineties, Warner Brothers agreed to foot the bill. <laughs> that said, Costner was already attached to the project, where we know as uh, that we know now as Tombstone. However, Costner felt that the character of Wyatt Earp and not Doc Holliday should be the main focus of the picture, and soon left the production, leaving Val Kilmer to take his place. I mean, think about that. That movie could have starred Kevin Costner instead of Val Kilmer. Yeah, that was weird. Um, according to reports, Tombstone had a very rocky production, but still managed to hit the theaters before Wyatt Earp and grossed $56 million in the U.S. by the end of 1993. Despite Costner's alleged attempts to shut down all avenues for the film's release, perhaps he should have been devoted more to his efforts in his own picture, since many of the audience and critics felt Wyatt Earp was a long-winded biopic that didn't give enough attention to key historical moments like the gunfight at the OK Corral. In the end, Wyatt Earps didn't even make half as much money as Tombstone did at the box office. Wyatt, er- Wyatt Earps' version, uh, uh, Kevin Costner's version of Wyatt Earp was more of like his, kind of like in a way, his almost his real life, but in a, in a movie star kind of way. Um, I'm trying to find another movie that actually Kevin Costner was in. He was a Western. Silverado. Silverado, thank you. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. That's like Kevin Costner playing Wyatt Earp was more like Silverado. Really? With, with a lot of the action, the... the the, oh, okay. the quick draw kind of design to it and all. Um, Tombstone was more of like the like like I said, the historically factual uh, life of Wyatt Earp. But I mean, of course, they they I I for that movie Tombstone, they did glare over the the bad parts of Wyatt Earp, right. and who he was. But like they, they they kept the the legendary you they know still kept the heroic aspect of, of it. it. Right. All right, ready for number five? Yes. Paul Blart, Mall Cop versus Observe and Report. <laughs> See either one of those? Paul now, I've seen both of the Mall Cop movies, and I think they're hysterical. I've not seen Observe, Observe and Report. Report or whatever the fuck that is. Um, okay, well, considering neither of these movies had much buzz going from the time of the release, this was more of a low-key dust-up rather than an all-out box office brawl. Uh, both films were comedies supporting the same premise about a doughy security guard trying to keep his local shopping center free from crime, but that's actually where the similarities end. The lighter, more family-friendly Paul Blart, Mark Cop, star Kevin James, and was a surprise hit in, in tw- uh, 2009, earning $183 million worldwide against a production budget of only $26 million. Wow. Meanwhile, over at Observer Report, turned out to be a much darker picture with Seth Rogen playing a maniac, desperate, dis- depressive security guard who doesn't like it when the police are called in to take charge of the situation at his mall. They made... It was made even on a smaller budget than Paul Blart, but didn't have much off-box office success, grossing only $27 million. Uh, oddly enough, these two projects never actually butted heads during production. In an interview with GQ, Seth Rogen admitted that both he and Kevin James knew of each other's pr- project all along. We're friends with those guys, so we would literally send each other's pictures of the wardrobe just to make sure you weren't stepping on each other's toes. They're totally different movies, he said. Ready? Oh, this is a good one. Number four, Top Gun versus Iron Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Although the plots of these two movies are actually quite different, in the end, all anyone really cares about are fighter jets and the dogfights. So they were seen as practically identical by audiences. During the Reagan era, military spending was reaching new heights, 
and both movies even served as unofficial recruiting films that showed just how cool it would be to fighter, be a fighter pilot. Iron Eagle played a lot like your typical 80s action film. A young man and a colonel swipe a couple of F-16s to save a young man's father who was shot down and taken hostage in some Middle Eastern nation. Uh, meanwhile, Top Gun was mostly about training, military relationships, and about some of the depth's best damn shirtless volleyball ever seen on screen. <laughs> However, it also had a pretty great dogfight at the end that helped come to smash hit and secure Tom Cruise's place as a movie megastar. <laughs> All right, now this one. Uh, number three is 1942. It's The Conquest of Paradise versus Christopher Columbus's Discovery. Wow. All right? Okay. Um, again, it was basically in 1992 both these movies came out. It was about Christopher Columbus. Mm. Uh, Conquest of Paradise was a massive undertaking for Ridley Scott, who set out to make the be-all, end-all portrayal of Columbus. Unfortunately, he blatantly neglected to address the most hated, heated issue around the movie, Native American genocide. <laughs> <laughs> the native voice is unheard in Scott's story, and their culture is disregarded. Conquest of Paradise is a typical uh, consenting celebration of Columbus's voyages, and it triggered a firestorm of literary criticism that addresses the controversy surrounding the traditional Columbus myth. That said, it was still a far bit better than Christopher Columbus' Discovery, which starred Marlon Brando, who gave a dismal performance, and had a lot of critics slamming the film solely based on the bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, where, that's where you really didn't give a fuck at all. Like, yeah, yeah, he was done. I was like, fuck you, I made my money. I was... Godfather. No one could top that. Yeah. I was Superman's dad. Yeah, fuck Motherfuckers. You. I was Jor-El. Top that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one, too. The Truman Show versus Ed TV. Ugh, okay. <laughs> well, okay, I'm assuming you saw both of them. Yes. That, ugh. Yes. Did you like one more than the other? I like the Truman Show better than I did Ed TV. You know, because Ed, go ahead. No, no, I was going to ask her. She, you seen either one? Neither. Okay. Um, good. Well, I mean, like, I like the Truman Show more because Jim Carrey plays Truman in the show, and he's he basically there. It's based on his life, and he lives on a small island, and he's afraid of water, so he never leaves the island. Mm -hmm. And everybody on the island are all actors. Okay. Okay. And he like they like people are watching this twenty four seven his life. And just like are enthralled by it, and uh, Ed uh, Ed Harris, Ed Harris, thank you, is the director. So he's trying to, uh, uh, you know, continue the show on. It's going on for years, I think it was. I forget how long. Since at birth, I think it's I think like so. it's all his life, and he's like in his twenties now at this point. And he meets a girl like at a young age, but the actress gets fired, I think, from the from the show. <laughs> so she's no longer. She like they pretend she moves away. But he always has a thing in his in his heart. And he always thinks he should leave and and go find her. Mm -hmm. So every once in a while, he would like try and sneak off on a boat and 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 go and find her. But then a storm. They would always have these storms and basically send him back. So finally, he figures it out that he's part of the show and he escapes. Where Ed TV is played by um, help me out with this uh, the actor's name who plays Ed in the it's Woody Harrelson and. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, yes. But Matthew McConaughey signs his life over, basically, and he's followed by cameras all like like all his life or most of his life, like since he was like a teenager or something like that. I forget what it was like when it started. I, I do the synopsis if it would yes, help. Yes. Um okay, the Truman show had its comedic moments, but ultimately it was more dramatic. Um here it is. Uh released both in the late nineties. 
Both these movies are about a man who has his entire life broadcast on live television 24 hours a day. The main difference is that in The Truman Show, it's a staged environment where the main character, quote-unquote, is totally unaware of everything he does and is being watched by millions, while Ed TV uses a regular guy agrees to have his entire life broadcast to the masses. Um, the Truman Show had its comedic moments, but ultimately it was more of a drama and marked Jim Carrey's first major attempt to break free from all the wacky comedies he had done up until then. Both critics and audience agreed that he gave an excellent performance, supported by a great cast, that helped make the movie an enormous success. It was nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Director for Paul Weir, Best Supporting Actor for Ed Harris, and Best Original Screenplay. Mm -hmm. Now, by contrast, Ed TV was a more or less your standard romantic comedy, though it did seem to give us a glimpse of the future state of television. Back in 1998, the notion of having a person's life broadcast on TV seemed quite novel. But just a few years later, reality TV became all the rage, and today there are entire networks and talk shows devoted to solely on various reality TV programs and their stuff. Yes. Um, I remember seeing um, Truman Show I liked. Yeah. And TV, not so much. Right. It's, it seemed like a run-of-the-mill, like, hey, like sometimes when you do those movies that seem a little similar, one always does, feels better, and yeah. it always one feels like it's ripping off the other one. Yes. You know, and like I said, Ed, Ed TV is more of like you know because it was like he he was in on it like he like he knows yeah, he, knew. he knows the ca- the cameras are following him he knows that this is happening in his life where Truman Show he has no idea right like all these people are his best friend they're all actors they you know they 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 care for him because they grew up with him in a way but they just like it's not like they were like real like people like right. they, then they were playing a role. And for him to like finally figure it out, and like he escapes, and he actually finds her. I think at the end of the movie, yeah, you know, and and they they fall in love. But it's it's just a beautiful like piece of cinematic art where Ed, Ed TV was a world like like trailer trash, you know, like the like, comparison. Like it'd be like the way reality TV is today, where right. he's hamming up to the camera. He's he doing. Lo- he loses his relationship because of the camera. He's trying to get her back, but the cameras keep following him. Right. And like he can't even get like alone time with her. It's like, what are you willing to sacrifice for fate? Right. Kind of, kind of an aspect. Now, the last one, I was actually kind of surprised because uh, um, I've never. I mean, I know they're similar, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it would be on this list. Ah, okay. All right. Um, it's <clears throat> ants versus a bug's life. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. When these two films clashed in 1998, it sparked a long-standing rivalry between DreamWorks Animation and Disney Pixar. <laughs> both movies are about a neurotic ant trying to break out of colony conformity, and both feature an insect antagonist that's out to destroy them. Having caught wind of Pixar's project, DreamWorks <laughs> didn't want to be second to the market and decided to drastically move up the release of uh, Ants, thinking that Pixar wouldn't follow suit. Ants was DreamWorks Animation's fully first fully 3D movie, and they wanted to do everything to ensure its success, calling on the talents of many big-name celebrities to do the voice work, including Woody Allen, Christopher Walken, Gene Hackman, Sylvester Stallone, and Jennifer Lopez. A Bug's Life was Pixar's second full-length feature after Toy Story, and toned it down a little, using familiar actors, but not quite as many big names. Since 3D animation was still brand new, it seemed and seen as, as quite a novelty at the time. Both movies were largely success, successful. However, Bugs Life had a better marketing and included those delightful outtakes at the end, which ultimately helped it win the battle over ants. 
Yes. Now, did you see Ears? I've seen both multiple times. All right. Um, <clears throat> I. It's weird. Like I, if I had to pick between the two of them, I always pick Bugs Life. Yeah. Because I like the characters more in a Bugs Life. Right. Um, I know. I remember watching Ants, and I'm like, well, this is cute, but not being a Woody Allen fan, I always kind of felt like Woody Allen was just being himself as an ant. That's 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 what I was gonna say. It was like like the ants was like. It was the the voice actor you got was the character you got in that film. So when you saw Sylvester Stallone's character and you heard that voice, you knew who it was, and that he was yeah. playing that kind of part. He was like, "Hey, yo, I'm, hey, I'm going to help you if you do some weights. You're going to be doing good." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you have the neurotic aunt of Woody Allen doing his shtick, what he does in like all his it, movies, it, all oh, his movies, right? So you're getting Woody Allen. So it's like. Those voice actors, you just you got their personality. So it wasn't just like they were playing a role that the, you know, like you do this. They were playing themselves basically yeah. through this movie. So you go, all right, well, I'm I'm getting all the star-studded cast. It's cute to see Woody Allen as an ant, but I can only stand so much of this angst. Right, like you know, like it I was annoying after a while. I don't understand why why I got to do this for an hour and a half. It's it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where Bugs Life was beloved characters that you enjoyed and you got to see over and, you know, like do this kind of adventure and it made sense because you didn't know who they were as voice actors. Right. You know, you might have heard them in other things, like, but you're not like going, oh, that's that's Woody Harrelson or that's, uh, you know, uh, like, oh, Woody look, Allen that's or, cute. They got uh, Dennis Leary to be a cute little ladybug. Yeah. You know, or David Hyde Pierce to be the stick character. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was doing a voice. And you if you knew who he was from his outside work, it was great. But you never really felt like, 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 oh, look, it's a big ant who's muscular and it's voiced by Sylvester Sloan. Well, of course it is. Yes. You know, like, it's the scrawny ant that's just monically depressed and yeah. has to tell you and complain to you for like 20 minutes doing his monologue. And it's like, well, it's Woody Allen. There yeah, you go. It's Woody you know? Allen. Every movie, it's the neurotic, you know, like, I just, oh, people. Uh, and he was always playing with his glasses. Yes, he's got to touch his glasses. He's got to touch his and I'm always like, I, I was, I married my adoptive daughter at Teen, and no one thinks that's strange. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have no idea who Woody Allen is. <laughs> I was a child when these movies came right. out, so I didn't give a shit about who was doing what voices. Right. Now, I've seen these movies as an adult, and I still don't give a shit who was doing the voices. Ants always felt darker to me, story-wise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, both story wise and color wise, for that matter, you know, yeah. I mean? like ants was predominantly underground. There's not a lot of whole, a whole lot of color going on in it. You know what I mean? It's all those stupid little fuck tundles that are running around mm -hmm. everywhere. Whereas like a bug's life, it's very, it's really colorful and it's like funny. As a kid, I was like, I don't want to watch like the scary looking ant movie with like the the creepy browns everywhere. Yeah, because they also seemed really blocky. It was like, yeah, the, like their 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 facial structure. You know what I mean? Um. A uh, flick, I think, is his name in a bug's life. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like bubbly and like their cute little purpley blue color. You right. know what I mean? And he has that stupid little leaf hat, and you know what I mean? Like it's fun. Ants was like real sharp. You know what I mean? And it it just wasn't. They're, as a kid, I was kind of scared to, of ants. <laughs> yeah, I would say that their their rendering was a little harsher. Right. Like. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean it could be it's designed basically because like an ant's like every ant's the same. You know, you could you can line right. up ten ants and right. they're all going to look exactly the same if they're from the same colony. Right. So that's the kind of the the, the premise of it. And of course, 
they the the research they did when they looked at anthills it's all the same of one mm -hmm. color because mm -hmm. they're digging in the dirt so it's going to be they're not going to have blues or oranges or yellows in this right. in this underground world it's brown you know but little like, eight year old Stacy didn't give a fuck about that little eight year old <laughs> Stacy wanted colorful stupid flick with the stupid little fucking binocular thing that had a water droplet at the end of it yes wrap the leaf wrap the leaf of the water droplet yeah. made a telescope <laughs> right. out of it so you, you know could see that's far what away Stacy wanted. You know, <laughs> the science behind it. The old stage didn't care what two shits about. She wanted to be part of the ladybugs. Listen, she rode a dandelion seed, okay? That's all little eight-year-old Stacey give a shit about. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then, uh, that's our show for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Don't forget, you can get the podcast version of the show. By going to our Facebook page and checking the About section, or you can just go to wordswithgeeks.com. The About section there, you can find all the places you can download, but you can definitely go to iTunes or Google Music Play and find us there as well. That is correct. Also, if you do enjoy the show and you still want to see us, hear us every Sunday night, you can, starting around 7.30 p.m. right here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. So search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And, of course, last but not least, if you'd like to contact Ed, on anything you may have heard or seen on our website, you can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week, folks. Bye! And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. So there you have it, folks. Uh, that was the show. Again, if you have anything you'd like to add to that list of movies that were similar, you can contact me at ed, ed. You can contact me at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. We can contact Ed at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. <laughs> fuck with people's heads now. Um, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday night starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on aquanetradio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search Aquanet Radio and those apps. And like I said, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. And of course, if you want to contact Ed, contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at words with geeks that comments. S H A W N. See you next week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It though. could have been a lot.